The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Friday, July 7th edition. We have two game early, 13 game main slate to attack. Um, hope everybody had a good Thursday. Made a little cash. Interesting slates to say the least. But uh, yeah, we got it in. It was good. Let's check out the weather for your Friday. Pirates, Cubs, wind blowing in from left field. Make sure that stays the same because if that's the case and you're playing a two-game slate or an all-day slate, you know, I hate two-game slates. I don't recommend them, especially on DraftKings, maybe FanDuel. But uh, wind blowing in from left, that's big in Wrigley, especially between two pretty crappy pitchers. Padres, Phillies, that's your other day game because it starts 25 minutes or 30 minutes before lock of the late slate. So they started early. That's uh, DraftKings kills me with that. Uh, as you go to the evening, really nothing too bad. You got a couple of warm outings. It looks like it might not rain in Washington tonight. God bless. That's just outstanding. Uh, in Cleveland, between the Tigers and the Indians, you got 60% chances of rain that dwindle off as the evening gets later. Depends on how they want to attack that one. It's going to be hot, hot, hot in Texas between the Angels and the Rangers. Just get used to it this summertime in Arlington. The conditions are very good for hitting. Baltimore at Minnesota, wind blowing out pretty hard to right field in that one. Mets Cardinals, wind blowing out hard to right in that one. Um, as you go on, you got the normal wind blowing out in San Francisco between the Marlins and the Giants, but nothing to be too excited about there. All in all, looks like we might dodge the rain today, which would be outstanding. Take a quick look at your game totals. They're still waiting on the official wind on the Pirates-Cubs for that one. Padres-Phillies total at 9. When you go to the evening slate, Brewers-Yankees, 11. Wowzers. Braves-Nationals, 8. Astros-Blue Jays, 9.5. Red Sox-Rays, 9. Tigers-Indians, 9.5. Angels-Rangers, 10. Orioles-Twins, 10.5. So we have three totals over 10, not in Coors. Mets-Cardinals, nice pitching duel here, a total of 8. White Sox, Colorado, in Coors. Greg, or Derek Holland versus Herman Marquez, 12.5. Reds, D-backs, 9. 
A's Mariners eight, Royals Dodgers eight and a half, Marlins Gigantes eight and a half. So we got two eight and a half, two eight or three eighths. The rest is nine and above on your evening slate. Let's get right to the pitching. Your early slate: Pirates Cubs. You got Trevor Williams, Eddie Butler, both bad. And San Diego Philly. You got Clayton Richards, Nick Pavetta. Pavetta's not a bad play. San Diego can't hit the ball, but. Um, Pavetta's got K upside against team that strikes out a ton. That'd be my top option on your early slate. I just don't want to play it at all, so just please just stay away. Just enjoy your day and get ready for the weekend and then attack this awesome 13-game slate. Uh, we kick it off Max Scherzer, $13,200 at home against the Atlanta Braves. Yep, Scherzer, Scherzer. Not too much to complain about. 41.4 points his last time out. Double-digit case in three of four. He only had six against the Cubs two starts ago. Other than that, the guy has been filthy. Four, five, five, six, seven. Seven of his last eight starts over 30 points. Four of those starts over 40 points. That is just crazy stuff. Um, he's facing a Braves team. He's striking about 20% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Last 30 days, Mad Max, third best on your barrel. FIP leaderboard. Uh, getting barrel 2.5% of the time, striking out almost 40% of the batters he's facing, which is outstanding. Um, you know, swing strike rate of almost 16%, stuff you don't see very often. Hard contact rate's low. Yeah, Mad Max is a phenomenal pitcher in a great spot, and the Braves have the lowest total on the day at 3.02. Lefty's 308, righty's 195 off Mad Max. We know Max can give up the home run or two. That's always in the books, but the K should be there, Mad Max. Definitely worth it if you want to pay up. But next up, if you don't want to pay that, you want to save $1,400, Jacob DeGrom. He's 11-8 at St. Louis. DeGrom has been great. Um, 7-8-3 hits 112 cases last time out for 39.4. He has four straight 31 or more point games. He had a couple hiccups in the middle, but since then has been outstanding. Does great against lefties and righties. He's facing a St. Louis team strikes on almost 21% of the time. Last 30 days, 15th best on the barrel. Fifth, getting barreled 2.16% of the time, striking almost 24% of the batters he's facing. He's been great. He's got almost he's got over a 30% K rate for his righties. Uh, everything, there's a love, lot to love when it comes to Jacob DeGrom and this matchup. Um, Cardinals have a total of 409, which is sixth lowest on the date. Lefty's hitting 286, righty's only 302 versus DeGrom. They do have a little bit of pop, but nothing too crazy. It's um, they, they go off every once in a while, but DeGrom has been filthy, well-deserving of his price tag. Um, if you want to pivot off Scherzer, no problem going there at all. I'm going to skip over Zach Granke just for the fact he's in chase, and there's so many other options tonight. If you want to go GPP, you can go that route. He pitched great his last time out, but prior to that, he had three straight or if you want to count 20.5, four straight 20.5 or below performances. At 11-2, we need more than that. Cincinnati does have some power versus righties. Granke could go in for a great game tonight. It's just, if I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay other spots and uh, not get risky there. Same with Carlos Carrasco at 11,000. Carrasco's actually been much better on the road than at home this year. Facing a Detroit team that is the team that hits right-handed pitching best in all of baseball as a team. Some of the hardest contact rates, exit velocities in Baseball for right-handed pitching. Carrasco's a great pitcher again, but for eleven thousand dollars, you need that big price bump where you know Degrom and Scherzer can. Their ceiling's so much higher. 
Uh, he's been really good, though. 26 or more points in three of his last four. Uh, he just faced Detroit seven innings, four hits, one earned, seven Ks for 28.2 his last time out. So if you want to go Carrasco, you can, but I'd rather pay Scherzer or DeGrom. Or my next guy is Carlos Martinez at 10-7 at home against the New York Mets. Seamart, he got blown up against Washington his last time out. No hiding that. But prior to that, 24-7, he had a hiccup at Philly. At Baltimore, 27-3. At home against Philly, 48-3. So his last few home starts, if you take away that bad one against Washington, Philly, 48.3. Dodgers, 33.8. Giants, 28.5. Got a 21-6. He's basically got 22 or more points in his four home starts. He's been really, really good in his home confines. Um, those are his last four, not overall. 2-4-2 ERA at home compared to 4-1-3 on the road. Averaging almost 24 points at home. Facing a Mets team that strikes out 19% of the time, Seamart has a K rate of 28.4%, which is outstanding. A ground ball rate of almost 50%, which you love, against a Mets team that likes to show a lot of power. Mets have a 331 Woba and a 199 ISO versus right-handed pitching. It's one of the best in all of baseball. Those are great numbers. Um, they have the fourth lowest total on the board at 391. Lefties 318. Righties only 236 versus Seamart. They can throw a lot of lefties out there. We know this, so that is a little bit of a concern. It's a riskier play than the others. That's why I said if you want to go Carrasco, you want to go Granke, go for it. I'd save the money and go to Seamart, or I'd pay up for Scherzer or DeGrom. So those are my three guys above 10K. I go Max, DeGrom, Seamart in that order. Again, no problem with Granke, Carrasco. They seem like they bring a lot more risk when you can go to these guys, or we have a ton of guys at $8,700 or below that. I really like you don't even have to pay up tonight if you don't want to. It's been better of late to pay up for pitching. It's really paid off. Um, as you know, if you've been listening long enough, I usually hate paying up for pitching, but I've been doing it a lot lately, and it's it's been easier, quote-unquote, to find bats than it has to get those middle-tier guys to really be consistent on the mound. So let's get into those middle-tier guys. I have five, five of them. We're going to target, and we're going to start with Drew Pomerantz, 8700 bucks at the Tampa Bay Rays. Pomerantz coming off of six innings, five hits, one earned, 3K at Toronto. He's given up two earned or less in four straight starts. Um, he, he's got the ability to be extremely rocky. We know this, but he's got 16 or more points in those four starts. Um, the Ks are there if he's flicking it right. Uh, a lot of it's just walking with him, which has been a lot better of late. As a whole, though, the reason why this has tremendous upside is we know the Rays can hit. They scored four off a of sale, but they also struck out 12 times because they strike out 26.5% of the time versus lefties. Pomeranz almost strikes out 27% that he faces. Swinging strike right around 11%. You know, good ground ball, good hard contact. You like all of those factors. Tampa Bay total of 435, a little below middle of the pack today. Lefties 314, righties only 288 versus Pomeranz, which is outstanding. And the Rays' numbers, they used to be elite against lefties. They're down to a barely average Woba of 303 and a barely above average ISO of 151. At one time, that ISO was much, much higher. So, Pomeranz could get lit up, no doubt about it. No question about it. But um, good ballpark to pitch in, in uh, down there in Tampa Bay. But uh, Pomeranz 87 with nice K upside in this matchup. Next guy, James Paxton, 8,500 at home against the Oakland A's. He's made a couple starts back from the DL. He was bad, then he got better, better, better. Um, at LA, his last time out, only struck out three, which hurt him. He only got one run for 20 points, 19.9. 
prior to that, 13.6. The Ks were there, the two starts, you know, nine and eight prior to the last one. Last three starts looked a lot more like the packs than we like. Oakland, as a team, we know they've been hitting the ball extremely well. I told you to, I loved them last night. They were awesome. Our boy Maxwell, you know, K with the Chris Davis, lots to love last night. But you're facing an Oakland team that does strike out uh, 25.4% of the time versus lefties, which is outstanding. Paxton's got a K rate of 27.5, a swinging strike rate of 12.6. He limits the hard contact. Ground balls are decent. Lots to love there. Oakland, third lowest total on the board at 368. Lefties are only hitting 287. Righties only 301 versus Paxton. The A's have a below average Woba of 292. This is San Francisco Giants numbers. This is bad stuff. Um, Anaheim Angels, who we'll get to against lefties coming up, they are just as bad. They do have a good ISO of 155, a little above average, because they have that power I've mentioned. But as a team, really not that good against lefties. You have guys you can target. They can go off at any day. But as a whole, strikeout upside is tremendous. Good quality start is tremendous. Lots to like about Paxton at $8,500. Next up, Dan Straley at $8,000. I'm telling you, this middle tier... You know, there's a, there's risk with all the pitchers every night, but there's a lot of upside in this middle tier tonight. Dan Strain, the 8,000 at the San Francisco Giants, facing that Giants lineup, who I mentioned, is bad. Um, they've been better of late when they've won uh, 8 of 10, I believe it is. 7 of ten, seven of 9? 7 of 9, I believe. Maybe 8 of 10, I can't remember. They're actually winning, so it's crazy. Um, Strain's 8,000 bucks. He's got you 16 or more points and 3 of 4. Uh, pitching really well this season, three five one ERA, which is great for Straley. Um, he's better at home than on the road, but at the same time, this road starts in AT and T against the Giants team, who I mentioned is bad at baseball. They strike out nineteen point four percent of the time versus righties, which sucks. But everyone said that about Animal Sanchez yesterday. And what do you do? He struck out like eight dudes in the six innings. Um, the Giants have a much different lineup than they once had, so there's, that's something to think about. Uh, Straley has a 25% carry on the year. In the last 30 days, he is 25th best on the barrel. Fifth, getting barreled 3.7% of the time, striking out 23.15% of the batters he's facing. Uh, been very, very good. Swinging strike rate at 12%. Decent ground ball rate. Giants have uh, a total of 4.23. Lefties only 276 for Straley, and the Giants put four or five lefties in their lineup most nights, unless they mix it up. Righty's 324. But there's that Woba, 293, which is dreadful, and an ISO of only 129. Uh, Straley makes for a very interesting play at $8,000. Go a little lower. You got Cole Hamels, 7,800 at home against the Angels. Now, at home is scary. The hitting conditions are going to be phenomenal today as they've been in Texas of late. Um, But you're facing an Angels team that uh, strikes out... Where did it go? Strike out 20.1% of the time versus lefties. You got Cole, who's, who's still trying. He's, he hasn't been that good this year. But uh, his last start out showed promise. He was injured, basically. Went, finally went to the deal. Came back. Um, first start back, he got beat up by Cleveland and Cleveland. Last start at the White Sox, 6-2 and two thirds, 2 orange, 6 Ks, 25-2. That looked a little more like the Hamels of old. And he's facing an Angels team who... Um, is not good versus lefties. They have, a, they have a middle of the pack team total, but that's due to the overall total of the weather. Lefties 261, righties 315 off Hamels, and they have a very bad Woba of 294, an ISO of 116. That ISO is really bad versus left-handed pitching. 
So it's very risky with the hitting conditions there. That part is scary, but the upside strikeout wise, Hamels has almost a 50% ground ball rate, which is glorious. Um, Massive risk in that ballpark, but he's got a great matchup against a team that really struggles against lefties in the Angels at 7800 bucks. There's tremendous upside with that price tag. You know, when Hamels in the past was going right, he's a five-digit pitcher. Um, now, is he going right? No, he's not. But his last start was a point in the right direction against a White Sox team in a good hitter's ballpark in Chicago. That hits lefties well. Well, now we got a test against a team that doesn't hit lefties well in another good hitter's ballpark. So let's see what the kid has. Cole Hamels at 78 He's not a kid anymore, but very good price. Uh, another gamble, uh, but the price tag is just way too cheap, is Kenta Maeda at 7400 bucks at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maeda got beat up at San Diego his last time out, but prior to that was pitching really, really well. After his trip to the bullpen, his first start back from the pen was against the Angels. Seven innings, four hits, nowhere in six Ks for 29-4. Got a 20.3 at Cincinnati, a 17-2 against Cincinnati, 15-4 at Milwaukee. Um, he's 7400 bucks, which is priced too cheap, but... The Royals' bats have been hot. They had a great series in Seattle. They've been swinging a really, really good bat lately. But Maeda, 21% K rate for Kansas City versus righties. Maeda strikes out about 25%. Swinging strike rate of over 14% for Maeda. Very low hard contact. Maeda, if he's not screwing you but is doing stupid stuff, he's a really good pitcher lately. And the Royals have the second lowest total on the board at 367. Lefties 316, righties 256. There are some good lefties in that Royals lineup, no doubt about it. But as a whole, Miami makes for a very interesting play with tremendous upside at 7400 bucks in a pitcher's friendly park there in Chavez Ravine. Uh, Maeda definitely on the agenda. And the last guy in this range, Kevin Gossman, 7300 bucks at Minnesota. This is a GPP play, but almost even cash just for the price point. But Gossman's a guy that we know has so much potential. He just hasn't found it this year. He's been massively disappointing but his last three starts he's looked like the gossman we've expected 35 4 20.4 20 DraftKings points this is a gamble as we know minnesota can hit lefties righties hit a ton but back-to-back nowhere run performances 9 4 9 on the k's even in a bad start he had seven k's so the strikeouts have been there in his last four starts the points have been there in his last three he's pitching really well of late and he's facing a Minnesota team that strikes out 22% of the time versus righties. Um, you just got to watch Gossman's walk, walk rate is over 10%. But even his hard contact rate's down. He's not on the top in the last 30 days or the bottom. He's, it, that's down, which is beautiful. Minnesota does have a high team total of 5-2-2. Lefties 307, righties 369. They have a good Woba and a good ISO against righties. It's a risk. But if he really has turned that corner like he's looked like he has the last three, at a $7,300 price tag, if he can get you 20 or more points, that is tremendous. Uh, the wind's blowing out in right field. Keep that in mind. But uh, Gossman can make for an interesting play on your slate. So your middle tier in this order, Paxton, Straley, um, Maeda, Gossman. Oh, sorry, I mixed it up. Paxton, Straley, Pomeranz, Gossman, Maeda, Hamels. That's your six in that order. Let's get to your two punt plays, which are priced really, really low in my opinion. You got Jordan Montgomery of the New York Yankees at 6,500 at home against Milwaukee. Yes, it's a hitter-friendly park. Not, it's, it's not as hitter-friendly as, as it would be in Milwaukee. Milwaukee does have power against lefties and righties. He, had, he struggled a bit at Houston his last time out. But overall, Jordan Montgomery has been a double-digit point machine. And he's 6,500 bucks. Um... 
facing the Milwaukee team that strikes out over 26% of the time. Montgomery striking out 23% on the year in the last 30 days. He's 23rd best in barrel fit. I always tell you how he limits that hard contact so well. He's only gotten barreled 1.7% of the time in the last 30 days. K rate over 22%. Walks are a little high at 9.4, but not horrible. Uh, the swingy strike rate is phenomenal with Montgomery. Makes for a really, really interesting play against Milwaukee. 492 total is about middle of the pack for Milwaukee, but lefties 286, righties 298. They do have that in crazy, that crazy ice overs lefties. Like I said, the power is there, so he could definitely give up some runs in this one, but the K upside is tremendous at 6,500 bucks. Points should be there as long as he doesn't just get shelled out the gate. Then you got Sean Manaya, 6,400 at Seattle. Uh, Manaya, since his return, has been great. 19.1-13-6-18-1-11-5-20.4. Kid's been really, really good this year. Averaging almost 18 DraftKings points per start. He's at Seattle, uh, who strikes out almost 19% of the time versus right-handed or left-handed pitching. Manaya's K rate's 25-4. Swinging strike rate of 14.5. Hard contact rate's going down. Ground ball rate about 48%. Manaya is a really, really good spot tonight. And Seattle's uh, team total is uh, where'd you go? There it is, four three two, which is on the bottom half. It's just it's right around the Giants and the Marlins and the Rays. It's all it's right in that ballpark. Um, lefty's only two eighteen versus Mania. Righty's three eighteen. And and the thing with Seattle is their WOBA was up to three ten, which is just about average, barely above average. But their ISO is only 125 versus lefties, which is dreadful. That's lower than the Giants versus righties, or 129. It's barely – Anaheim's a 116 ISO versus lefties. So, overall, on the entire slate, the uh, Mariners have the second-worst ISO versus their starting pitcher handedness on the slate. Um, for 6400 bucks, there's tremendous upside. You know, Nelly Cruz could run into one. There are guys that could run into it. But Manaya at 6,400 upside. These two guys down below, Montgomery Manaya 1A, 1B to me, just depends on, uh, you know, the K upsides with Montgomery, the overall upside things with Manaya. Just depends on what angle you want to go at. But 6,500 and 64 respectively, both could be in for nice nights. If they get blown up, it doesn't destroy your team. But definite upside there. Quick recap of your pitching up top. Scherzer, DeGrom, Seamart, in that order. Again, no problem with drinking Carrasco. I'm just... You know, I'm going to temper my 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 risk when I can go down below or pay for those guys. Down below, in the middle, Paxton, Straley, uh, Pomeranz, Gossman, Maeda, and Hamels. Um, I really like all these guys. Just those, that's who I like more than others, basically, if you don't want to play the risk game. And then down below, Montgomery, Manaya. I could care less which one you use. They're both phenomenal options if you're punting if you're punting which you might want to because there's a lot of good bats to target let's check out those bats at the catcher's position you got gary sanchez 47 versus junior Guerra. junior Guerra for milwaukee the worst barrel fit the last 30 days a barrel fit was 7.07 that's insane he's getting barreled 6.4 percent of the time striking out a little less than 17 percent walking 17.6 percent of the batters he's facing the yankees team total is 6.08 just below the Rockies as the highest total on the slate. Um, yeah, Yankees are a very intriguing play tonight. Uh, Posey at 42 versus Straley. Salvador Perez at 39 versus Mayetta is definitely worth a look. Perez has been playing very, very well all season. He's averaging 9.1 points in his last 10 games, so he's decent at 39. 
You know, you got Manny Pena versus Lefty Montgomery at 37 for Milwaukee. I don't mind that at all if you're going that direction. It's a nice having a catcher that hits in the middle of the order like Pena does. Uh, if you go down somewhere, it's Monty Grandal versus Hamels at 37. Uh, Hamels for Kansas City, not Cole. Jason at 37 is definitely worth a look. JT Riamuto, 37 versus Matt Moore. I almost recommended Matt Moore because he's 5,500 and he's actually pitched really well at home. I just can't stomach rostering more. But if you really, really want to punt pitching and you could, you're okay with getting a pad number, 5,500 is not horrible for more. Uh, Torino's 36 versus Nalasco. Nalasco's given up so much hard contact this year. It's gotten better of late. He's actually pitched really well his last two starts. But Torino's always has that power upside. He's averaging 9.2 points his last 10 games. He's 3,600 versus Nalasco. That's got tremendous power upside. And if, in that matchup, he's always seems to be pretty low owned. You got Zanino at 35 versus Manaya. Um, Alex Avila, 3,400 versus Carrasco. If you're fading Carrasco, Avila, definitely worth a look in that matchup. Uh, Wilson Ramos versus Pomeranz. I mentioned yesterday that Rays had some good options. Ramos being one of them. He's batting cleanup since his return. Big night versus Chris Sale. He's 3,300 versus Pomeranz. He's worth a look. As you go down some more, you got like Sandy Leone, 32 versus Odorizzi. Uh, Brian McCann, 3,100 versus Aaron Sanchez, making his return for Toronto. McCann at 31 is definitely some upside at a decent price tag right there. Chris Herman, if he gets to start for Arizona in Chase Field, catcher outfield eligible, is 31 versus Adelman. Um, definitely worth a look there as well. Lefty's 340, righty's 331 off Adelman. Arizona's in for a nice night if their bats wake up, which they are cold on the road, but returning home might be just what the doctor ordered. Uh, as you go down some more, you got like Matt Wieters, 3,100 versus Dickey. Jason Castro, 3K versus Gossman. If you want to go those directions. Marty Maldonado does hit lefties well. If you're fading Cole Hamels, Maldonado at 3K has definitely got some upside in that one. Uh, Jan Gomes went deep yesterday. Jordan Zimmerman has been okay of late, but as a whole, just gets hit hard, hard, hard. Especially by righties. Um, Jan Gomes, 2,900 with the power upside in his matchup. You got um, Ryan Hannigan is back for the Rockies. He's 2,900 versus Greg Holland for Coors catchers. Kevin Smith, our White Sox catchers, only 2,900 in Coors against Marquez. Both those Coors catchers from below 3K is not bad at all. You're probably going to want to go give those a good look. As you go down a little farther... Um, not too much more to like down here unless a lineup comes out and gets your attention. Bruce Maxwell might get the start because Fegley's out, but he's a lefty-lefty with Paxton, so I'm not as, as in love with it as I usually am with Maxwell as my punt options. So, yeah, t- pay attention to the lineups if you want a big pump. they got the two Coors guys at 29 and then some other guys above that aren't too bad. First base, Goldschmidt at 49 versus Adelman. It's not bad at all back in Chase Field. you got Jose Abreu at 47 and Coors, which is a, a really good price tag. Joey Votto, 46 versus Granky. Votto's got some really good history against Granky um, if you want to be GPP relevant. Cody Bellinger versus Jason Hamill at 46. His price tag has been around 5K all week. It's dropped against a guy like Hamill, which is phenomenal. I like Bellinger a lot tonight because people will look up at Goldie and Brayu and Coors, stuff like that. Bellinger at 46, definitely in play. You got Edwin Encarnacion, who had another big night last night. Um, 33 DraftKings points, 4 for 5, 1 homer. Huge night. He's averaging over 10 points his last 10 games. And he's facing Zimmerman at 4,500. I like E5 quite a bit tonight as well. Uh, Napoli at 45 versus 
Nolasco. It's hard to pay that much for Napoli, but he is streaking. He's hitting the ball extremely well. His last few games, he had four points last one. I was at 18, 14, 14, 16, 11. In that hitters-friendly park, great hitting conditions against Nolasco is intriguing. Eric Thames at 44 is not horribly. It's lefties really, really well. Uh, Lomo versus Pomeranz at 44. Eric Hosmer versus Maeda at 44. We did mention on lefties have had a little bit of success versus Maeda. Maeda is pitching better, but if you're fading him, Hosmer at 44 is not bad at all. Mark Reynolds only 44 and Coors versus Holland is a great price tag. That's too cheap for a Coors bat against Holland with that power upside. Definitely in play at 4,400. Zimmerman 43 versus Dickey's not bad at all. Belt versus Australia 42 is worth a look if you're don't want to go that route, but you're, you're picking guys in AT&T where you can pay a little more or a little less for better hitting environments. So just keep that in mind. Like hand ramp 41 versus Odorizzi is okay. Um, as you go down some more, like CJ Crohn's facing Cole Hamels. He hits very well versus lefties with power. He's 3,800. Trey Mancini is 3,700 bucks. First base outfield eligible versus Jorge at 14 points last night with two doubles. He hits righties with a lot of power, so keep him in mind. If you ever want to go cheap, he's 37. Yeah, Kendrick Morales, 37. Uh, Matt Davidson in Coors, he's first base, third base eligible. If he's in the lineup, there's no DH. So you got to bring you and Frazier will probably crack the lineup. So Davidson might not even make the lineup. But if he does, he's only 3,700. I know he's been slumping mightily, but great price for a Coors option. Adam Lynn, 37 versus Dickey. has some decent history versus Dickey. Freddie Freeman, he's first base and third base eligible now. Third base eligible He's 37 versus Scherzer. Lefties do have a tendency to hit Scherzer with a little bit of power. If you want to be GPP play only, Freeman at 37 is not a horrible gamble, but it is not a great gamble. One price I love is Miggy Cabrera at 3600 bucks. I don't care if it's Carlos Carrasco. Miggy Cabrera is one of the best hitters ever. Not just this year, ever in baseball. So 3600 bucks for Miggy isn't bad at all. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, he hits righties just as well as he hits lefties. 3600 bucks. Um, pull holes 36 versus Hamels. But Gurriel's been playing really well. He had a bad night last night, but as a whole, he's been hitting really well of late 3,600. Mentioned Avila at 34. That's a good price for him. He's usually over 4K. You got Matt Carpenter for fading to Grom at 34, but I'd probably go elsewhere. Ryan Healy, first base, third base, hits with a lot of power versus lefties and righties, but facing a lefty and Paxton at 34. If you want to be a GPP player and fade Paxton, you can go that route for sure. Um, as you go down a little farther, like Mitch Moreland, who's struggling a ton, but he's only 3,100 versus Odorizzi, so there is upside there. One punt I love, he's first base outfield eligible if he cracks the lineup. That's an if. Um, Tyler Moore of the uh, Marlins, he's a right-handed stick, faces lefties a lot. Uh, decent power upside against Matt Moore at 3,100 bucks. You know, you got Jose Ramirez, our St. Louis bat, 2,900 versus DeGrom. Luke Voigt, who's swinging it well for St. Louis versus DeGrom, he's 26th. And that's about all you really have at first base value-wise, but I've, your, your, your value is against extremely good pitchers, so you pick your poison there. Let's head over to second base, where we are led off with Jose Altuve at 5,100 bucks. The guy is just on fire. Continues to match 18 more points last night. He's averaging 15.4 his last 10 games. Doesn't matter if it's righties or lefties. Altuve, phenomenal play again tonight. You got Murphy at 5K versus Dickey. Then you got Jose Ramirez, second base, third base at 49. 
24 more points last night. He's averaging 14.2 his last 10 games. And he's facing Zimmerman, who's a mess. Like, last night I had Altuve and Ramirez in a lot of lineups together. And they turned out very well. Great matchup there. Yeah, Robbie Canoa, 4,500 versus Manaya. He gets lefties just fine. Rugio doors day to day. If he cracks the lineup, he's 44 versus Nolasco. He's hitting it well with a lot of power of late. He's definitely in play. Um, Descalso in, in Arizona. I hate the price tag, but he has been playing well. He's second base outfield eligible. If he's in the lineup, he's uh he's 4,300 bucks, but he's got back to back double digit games. There's upside there, but the price tag is really steep for Descalso. You got Dozier versus Gossman at 41. Righties do hit Gossman extremely well. Um, Pedroia, really, really good history versus Odorizzi. Loves facing Odorizzi. Um, he's 4100 bucks in that matchup. You go down a little more. You whip Merrifield at 4K, swinging a good stick. You got LeMahieu and Coors versus Holland at 4K. That's tremendous pricing there. Uh, really good. Scooter Jeanette swinging a hot, hot bat. He had a great series in Colorado. And overall, swinging it well. He's only 39 versus Granky. If you're fading Granky, that's got some upside. Yomer Sanchez, my bull, my boy Yomer, who we use a lot in Coors against Marquez, is only 3,800 bucks. That's a nice cheap Coors piece of the pie. Um, as you go down some more, you got the likes of uh, Joe Panic at 37. Jason Kipnis only 36 for Zimmerman, usually leading off for Cleveland. Slumping a little bit of late, but not horrible. Kinsler at 35. Yeah, is Drew Cabrera, if you're fading C-Mart, or you want like just a one-off, he's 33. Jed Lowry switch hitting 33 versus Paxton. Their options, not great options, but options. DeJong's down to 32 versus DeGrom. That's a bit risky, but it's the battle of the does. Um, uh, if you go down some more, you got like Wilmer Defoe, he's 29 versus Dickey, second base shortstop. Brandon Phillips, 28 versus Scherzer. That's ridiculously cheap, but it is Scherzer. If Ari Adrianza cracks the lineup versus Gossman at 26, I like that with some nice upside. That'd be a nice punt if he cracks the lineup, but that is a big if. So that's your second baseman on the slate. Going over to third base, you're led off by Nolan Arenado, 52 in Coors versus Holland. That's still too cheap, in my opinion. Arenado is the play right there. If you're not paying there, Jose Ramirez at 49 is outstanding. Jet, uh, Turner was one of the final vote getters for the National League All Star. He's 47 versus Hamill. Very good play as well. I got Sano at 46, the Todd Father 46 in Coors. Uh, Beltre 45 versus Alaska. I like a bunch. But here's one for you. He's like eight or nine guys down on the list. Jake Lamb is back in Chase Field, guys. He double donged last night off a lefty, which is rare for Jacob to hit one, let alone two. But Rake Lamb is back in Coors versus a righty in Adelman who gets raked by lefties and righties. And he's only 4500 bucks. That is an outstanding play tonight. Got Rendona 44 versus Dickey. Moustakis 42 versus Miami. Moustakis is on fire. Miami gets hit by lefties a little bit. That's not bad at all. Marwin Gonzalez for Houston. He's 41 versus Aaron Sanchez. Third base outfield eligible. I like him a ton. Four, he went deep last night. He's averaging a nine points a game his last 10. He's only 4,100. Some good guys in this third base uh, four-plus tier as always. As you go down, Machado, 3800 bucks if you want to play for upside. Uh, Josh Donaldson's only 37 versus Morton. Morton is making his return from the DL. Uh, Donaldson's been slumping, but he had 14 points last night in a good ballpark. Decent matchup. 
He's only 37. That's really, really cheap for a guy with the upside Josh Donaldson has. So keep him in mind. Uh, as you go down some more, I mentioned Davidson earlier. is 37. Freeman, 37. Longo versus a lefty in Pomerantz. We know Pomerantz can be good, but he's also been very hittable. Longo loves facing lefties. He's only 3,600 in that matchup. Keep him in mind. Castellanos, 35 versus Carrasco with his hard exit velocity. You know, Escobar hits lefties extremely well. He's 35 versus Cole Hamels. Uh, Bregman's been swinging a hot bat. Had a great night again last night. He's 3,400 versus Aaron Sanchez. Keep Bregman in mind. He had 24 points last night. Uh, played really, really well. I've been using him a lot lately. The Astros as a whole, if you get any piece of the pie, like I tell you, that Gurriel-Bregman bottom part has been great. Then you wrap it around with Springer Altuve. Uh, you go down some more. Chase Hadley, 34 versus Garrett, if you want a GPP play down there. But as you go below, there's really not a ton to like at third base on this slate. Um, you got Jay Guan Huang at 26 for the Giants versus Straley, if you want to try to punt there. But other than that, really nothing too exciting. You got Johan Camargo at 2200 versus Scherzer if you're going to get like totally punty, not caring about a zero. Shortstop, Carlos Correa, 51 versus Sanchez is really good. Corey Seager at 47 versus Hamill is really good. Gene Segura versus a lefty and Manaya at 46, I like quite a bit. I, I'm not going to purposely go to fade Manaya, but Segura's definitely got the upside. Yeah, Didi Gregorius at 45 is a solid play versus Guerra, who, remember, is one of the worst in barrel FIP. Uh, Anderson Simmons versus a lefty at 44 is intriguing. Uh, Orlando Arcia at 43 versus Lefty Montgomery is intriguing. Chris Owings against Allen at 42. That's a great price tag down the list. Really good matchup there. Lindor at 4K versus Zimmerman. I like a ton. That's got some tremendous upside. Uh, Trevor Story versus the lefty in Coors is only 3900 bucks. That's extremely tempting, even though Story has been horrible. It's been a horror story. Sorry, had to do it. Um, that is a tremendous ups, upside play if you're into that gamble. But yeah, you, there's a handful of Coors guys in the low fours to the high threes that I don't mind tonight. You can really make some interesting lineups with some tremendous upside tonight. Uh, you got Zach Kozar at 34 versus Granky. Cattell Marte is a sneaky shortstop option tonight. He's 40 or 3,400 versus Adelman in Chase Field. He went deep last night off Richard. Marte was on fire this year in AAA. Good good prospect with Seattle. Got traded over in the Segura deal. He might be worth a look at 3,400. I like him a lot tonight. As Drew Cabrera mentioned him earlier at 33. Got Jorge Polanco at 32 versus Gossman. The Zhang second base shortstop eligible. Now he got the shortstop eligibility. He's 32. Um, as you go down some more, Jose Reyes versus Seamart at 31. Third base shortstop. Marcus Simeon's back. I saw that late yesterday through him in some lineups. He had a big night. He's 31 versus Paxton. We know Simeon's got a lot of power versus lefties. If you're fading Paxton, you can make... A nice little mini A's stack or have some A's one-offs in there that aren't horrible. Brandon Crawford, 3K versus Straley. Crawford's been horrible, but the price tag has the upside. Stephen Drew and Wilmer Defoe for Washington at 2,900. One of them will be playing shortstop. Adam Rosales versus the lefty. His lefty's well. He's 2,800 if he cracks the lineup. Uh, our boy Riddle's 28 versus Moore. There's an Adrian's at 26. If he's playing, I like him as a punt today. Uh, Tyler Wade versus Garrett for uh, 2,500. That's tremendous upside against a bad, bad pitcher. 
Uh, Echeverria versus Pomeranz at only 25 is a decent punt. And then Sue Wee Lin, he's third base shortstop eligible for Boston. Been playing a ton. Um, Bogart's left hurt yesterday. Lin's 2,500 versus Odorizzi. I like that upside. He's averaging seven points his last 10 games for 2,500 bucks with, um, you know, averaging seven points. That's, that's not a bad play at all for a punt. Let's head to the outfield and wrap it up. Got Aaron Judge at 5,600. That's outstanding. Blackman at 56 is great. Betts with the goose egg last night. He's 53 tonight. He's been on fire. Harper at 53 versus Dickey. Springer at 51 versus Sanchez. Springer had a dud last night at like three points, but he's been amazing. I love him again. Kepler continues to rake. His tags up to 4,600. Another good matchup. 11 points last night, averaging 10 points his last 10 games. He's in a great spot versus Gossman. Ryan Braun versus a lefty at 46. I love Braun. He's been hitting good period, but against a lefty, you target. Benintendi, 46 versus Odorizzi. Uh, AJ Pollock, 46. He really hasn't done much since his return. 3-2-5. Those are his point totals. But he faced some tough lefties. He's back home. He's against a pitcher that's very hittable in Adelman. Pollock at 46 could be a good play. Melky Cabrera in Coors. He's been on fire. He's 46 versus Marquez. Bellinger, I mentioned him at 46. as a great play. Josh Reddick, 45 versus Sanchez. Reddick has been on fire as well. He's batting second in the lineup. He's averaging 12.1 points his last 10 games. He's definitely in play tonight. The Astros are always in play right now. Eric Thames at 44. Steven Souza Jr. at 44 versus Pomerantz, who's been better against righties than lefties. Shinsu Chu leading off for Texas at 44 versus Nolasco is very nice. Carlos Gomez, great career history against Nolasco. I told you how he likes to crush it at home. He's been doing that again this week. He's 4,400 versus Nolasco. He's worth the look. Yeah, Stanton at 44 versus the lefty Matt Moore in San Francisco. That's terrifying. Rosario for Minnesota and Gardner for the Yanks at 43 are both okay plays. You got Nelly Cruz versus the lefty Manaya at 43 is not bad at all. K with the Chris Davis went deep last night. He's 43. So Cruz and Davis both power upside in their matchups in Seattle. Marcelo Zuna crushes lefty just like Stanton does. He's 43 versus Moore. Got J.D. Martinez at 42. Nomar Mazzara at 42 with the power upside versus Nolasco. I mentioned Chris Owens at 42 earlier. Amel Tapia, 42 versus the lefty Holland. Christian Yellick's been swinging a hot, hot bat. He's 42 versus the lefty Moore. There's Marvin Gonzalez, who I mentioned at 41 with some nice value. Cameron Maybens hit Hamels very well in his career. He's 4,100. Keep him in mind. Corey Dickerson hits lefties pretty well. He's 4K. Adam Duvall at 4K against Granky's risky but interesting. Jock Jams at 4K has tremendous upside. I like that Jock Jams play versus Hamels for only 4K. The power upside there, you know, Ham- Jock Jams doesn't hit for average. We know that, but the power is there. Trumbo hit a Trump bomb last night. He's 39 versus Jorge. Do on some more. David Peralta back home is only 3,900 bucks. That's got some value. Uh, he slumped of late, but again. Arizona as a team slumped to the plate. They're back home in a great matchup, so you kind of try to forget those little things. If it continues, then we look into it some more. But they had a tough stretch there against some tough pitching, so just keep that in mind. Um, the Coors stuff I can't explain as much, but the L.A. stuff I totally understand. You have Scooter at 39 versus Granke, who I mentioned. Cargo's 39 versus Holland and Coors. Uh, Hernan Perez, 38's okay. Avisil Garcia in Coors versus Marquez is only 3800 bucks. That is tremendous. Love that play. I love Adam Engel, especially he's leading off in Coors against Marquez for 3800 That's tremendous. 
Denard Spann at 30 over Straley. He's been swinging a really good battle late. That's got upside. Brantley and Zimmerman for Cleveland versus Jordan Zimmerman. Or Brantley and Chisholm for Cleveland against Jordan Zimmerman. Only 3700 bucks. Those tags are way too cheap. Way too cheap. Mentioned Mancini at 37 earlier. Tommy Pham, 37 versus DeGrom if you're in that mode. Um, as you go down some more, Justin Upton's only 36. He's on fire. Robbie Grossman, 36. A very sneaky, sneaky play. Jay Bruce, if you're fading, c Mark's 36. I did mention how uh, lefties are only 280. Or no, that's the wrong one. Lefties, 318. Righties, 236 off c Mark. So, you know, if you want some one-offs, I wouldn't, like, dedicate a stack to it. But Bruce at 36 has that upside. Uh, as you go down some more, there's a lot of good stuff from this lower four range. Uh, Cole Calhoun, 34, versus Hamels in Texas isn't bad. Matt Joyce probably not leading off against the lefty. As you go down some more, Billy Hamilton versus Granke at 34 is intriguing. He's got to get on base first. Brian Goodwin's 34 versus Dickey, not bad at all. Bradley Zimmer's 33 versus Zimmerman with some tremendous upside. Seth Smith leading off for Baltimore at 33 with some very nice upside on that one. As you go down some more, Rajay Davis hits lefties well. Probably leading off at 33 versus Paxton as a, as a cheaper option. Mitch Hanniger, 33 versus Manaya has some upside. Scott Shebler with his power uh, is only 3300 bucks versus Granke. That's a good GPP play. NCRT, 33 versus Scherzer. If you're on the GPP mode, some upside cheap tags there. Adam Jones has been struggling with only 31 versus Jorge. That's a nice value if you're looking that direction. As we get down some more, I mentioned Chris Herman at 31 and a catcher. He's catcher outfield. Tyler Moore, first base outfield. I mentioned he's 31. These are some nice lower price guys you could look into on your slate. Um, as you get down, Matt Kemp, 3K versus Scherzer. I'm not saying go run to that, but GPP-wise, you can be contrarian with some interesting stuff down here. As you go a little farther, I love Clint Frazier at 27 versus Guerra. Frazier's a really good bat. He's played, like, I believe, in every game since he's been called up. He's batting towards the bottom of the order, but against Garrett, there's a ton of upside for some thump in that matchup. And then as you go down some more, there wasn't too much I liked down here when I looked last night. Let me take a quick look again. Maybe they'll have some lineups with some guys come out that you could attack, but you got Austin Slater versus Straley at 23 if you want a real punt with the Giants. But my lowest guy is probably Frazier there for the Yanks at 27 or 26, whatever I said it was. But yeah, decent guys in that 35 to 4K range, most likely in the outfield if you don't want to pay up. So there you have it. There's your 13-game slate. Don't forget the two-game early. Pirates, Cubs, Padres, Phillies. But on your main slate, 13 games, you're pitching top tier. Scherzer, DeGrom, Seamart in the middle. Paxton, Straley, Pomeranz, Gossman, Maeda, and Hamels. Down below, you got Montgomery and Manaya. Both really good options there. For your stacking pleasures, you have Coors, obviously, in play. Colorado versus Derek Holland. Le- lefties, 252. Righties, 362. Lock and load. Some cheapies there. Yankees versus Guerra. I love a 6.08 total in that one. You got White Sox versus Marquez. 590 total. Lefties, 363. Righties, 331. There was a lot of really, really cheap White Sox. That was just insane. Indians versus Jordan Zimmerman, 5-3-3 total. I love, if you're going outside of Coors, Yankees are very nice. I love the Indians again. Lefties, 337. Righties, 369 off Zimmerman. They were priced down because Zimmerman's actually pitched well of late, so that was interesting. Uh, 
Texas versus Nolasco. The hitting environment is tremendous in that matchup. 5-3-2 total. Lefties 3-15. Righties 3-42. I really like some Rangers in this one. Um, Carlos Gomez especially. I think he's in for a home run tonight. Uh, Chirinos is a value catcher at 3,700, I believe it was, with power upside. And there's other bats, obviously, Beltre, Andrus, Gallo for the home run, Ding Dong upside. Tons of guys to target in Texas. Uh, Baltimore versus Jorge is interesting just because it's a small sample, young kid. Baltimore could easily go off tonight. Minnesota versus Gossman, lefties 307, righties 369. And I got Dozier and uh, Sano with big upside there. Kepler's been on fire. Grossman, on-base machine. Rosario, sneaky power. There's different ways. I'm not saying go ahead and you have to stack them all, but if you're making one-offs, with the way the totals are so high tonight, you can go one, like two-man, you know, some two-man stacks, maybe a three-man, but do a lot of one-offs for power upside. Uh, could be in for some nice slates, especially with the cheaper pitchers. You can get a lot of the higher guys, plus there's tremendous value with power upside all over the place. Uh, I love Arizona versus Adelman at 502. Maybe people won't look there because it's like the 10th total down the board, team total-wise. Some people flock to team totals and they run straight to the top. I like to recommend a lot that I like in the middle to you guys as well. The tops are great for obvious reasons, but Arizona at 5.02 at Chase Field, Coors Light against Adelman, lefties 340, righties 331. They have a Woba of 344 and an ISO of 196, both tremendous versus right-handed pitching. I told you Jake Lamb's too cheap. Peralta too cheap in the outfield. Some other guys to really take take aim at. Um I think Pollock might finally get going in this matchup. You got Goldie, Tim Herman's cheap if you need a cheaper option. Lots to like in Arizona against Adelman. Lots to like. Like a month or two ago, that would have been like the top stack of the night, but it's getting overlooked because they had a bad road trip. People need to forget this stuff. They are back home. It's like Colorado. When they return to Coors, do we forget that? No. Arizona is Coors like people. Keep that in mind. Um, Brewers versus Jordan Montgomery. I love Jordan Montgomery tonight. It doesn't mean the Brewers won't run into a couple home runs. They might not have a big overall day, like putting rallies together, but they're intriguing. Um, and then I love the Astros. Aaron Sanchez making his return. We know Sanchez is a great pitcher. It's just a matter of how healthy is he, and you're facing a juggernaut in the Astros. If the Astros hit a dud, that's fine. I've been riding them for a long time, and they've done very good to me. So if the dud's tonight, the dud's tonight. That is what it is. But a 4.86 total, 3.56 well, but 2.07 ISO, um, both highest on the slate. In both departments versus their handedness. Those are just outstanding numbers at a middle-priced point that uh, people might not look at. Dodgers versus Jason Hamels. Lefties are at 337 versus Hamels. Another great spot. I think Jock Jams is in a sneaky spot tonight. Plus, you know, I love Bellinger's price tag. That's tremendous. Um, and then others. Grandal hits lefties well. There's some sneaky – I mean, righties well. There's sneaky plays out there. Seager, Turner. Lots to like in the Dodgers game in that matchup. Um Go down, you're like, you know, Boston's an okay play with against Hoda Rizzi's righties 334, lefties 278. Told you Pedroia's great history against him. Uh, you just keep going, you know. Rays versus Pomeranz, sneaky. I like Pomeranz a lot, but there's always upside in some of these matchups as you go around. If you want a quick BVP um, glance on the ones with the higher, I'll just scroll through this real quick. I looked through it earlier. Like uh, Ryan Zimmerman versus Dickies, 14 for 39 lifetime with two doubles, four homers for a 359 clip. That's something to keep an eye on. Um, you can also where Nick Marquet because he said 275, 11 for 40 against Scherzer. It's not great, but it's a decent sample size with minimal success just to think about. Kipnis, small sample, five for eight lifetime, but a double, a triple, 
against uh, Kip against Zimmerman. So three of of his five hits are extra bases. Uh, Jose Ramirez has a triple and a homer in his two hits versus Zimmerman. I love Ramirez. As you go down some more, you got J.D. Martinez, 8 for 22, a 364 clip, two doubles, two homers off Carrasco. There's some decent BVP with the Tigers versus Carrasco, even though the, he shut them down in Detroit his last time out. He has been better on the road than at home. It's just a gamble against Detroit because you never know which Detroit team's going to show up. Um, Red Sox versus Odorizzi. Bogart's likely out, but he's 9 for 24 at 375 clip. I mentioned Pedroia. He's 11 for 27, two doubles, two homers, a 407 batting average. First, Oda Rizzi. Carlos Gomez, 5 for 12. It's a small sample, but th- uh, two of those five hits are home runs for a 417 clip versus Nolasco. I like that a lot. Cameron Maiman, 13 for 38 lifetime for a 342 average, four doubles and a triple versus Cole Hamels. Eric Young Jr. is 10 for 29 with two doubles, a 345 clip versus Cole Hamels if he cracks the lineup. As you go down some more, there's not too much left, I don't believe, down here. Oh, uh, yeah, Joey Votto. I like that one. This is a sneaky one because people will overlook it versus Granky, but in a great hitter's ballpark today, he's 12 for 29 lifetime with four doubles and three home runs, a 414 clip off of Zach Granky. Some guys just have him. Remember Trevor Story? He's, got, he's had a horrible year. He's got great BVP. He took him deep the other day. BVP is not the answer to build your lineups all the time, but there is – at least an angle if you're looking for certain things. Uh, but that's about it for your BVP. So there you have it. You have a two-game early, 13-game main slate. Really good stuff. Uh, hope you guys are ready for the weekend. Lots to like. UFC preview. Do a little preview of Tough 25. And then we preview the UFC 213 preview. Tough 25 tonight. UFC 213 tomorrow night. That's already available on your low, you know, SoundCloud, Spreaker, iTunes. The article will be out later. That's myself. Doc, as usual, at positive underscore vig. And then we had a special guest, Chris. You can find him on Twitter at SeawalkBets. Great stuff from him on the podcast. We recorded it last night. It is up and ready for you. We'll have your NASCAR. They head to Kentucky. The real Josh G. He's been crushing it. Uh, Last week was just craziness. You can't predict. Restrict your plate races. But uh, this is a course he's familiar with. Lived close to it for for a while. Uh, It'll be up later today. Really good stuff there. But more importantly, good luck on tonight's action. Good 13-game slate. Good tournaments. Um, the, the $4.20 max, 30% get paid with a $5,000 up top, which is nice. Some other really good stuff to look at. But uh, good luck tonight. Hit me up on Twitter, at BDintrick, with any questions. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. I'll be back with you tomorrow. But this was your MLB DFS Quick Kits July 7th edition. I'm out.